The OneStream Global Education Services team proudly presents the OneStream Podcast with your host, Peter Fugere. Greetings, fellow OneStreamers, and welcome to the OneStream Podcast, where we explore and examine all things OneStream, talk to experts in the industry, and gain knowledge from some of the brightest minds that help deliver and implement solutions for our clients. This episode is part of the OneStream Press Author Series, where we learn directly from our authors about topics, tips, and behind-the-scenes workflow that is all part of creating a OneStream Press book. I am your host, Peter Fugere, Chief Solutions Officer at OneStream Software. And as always, I'm excited about our topic today. It's the OneStream Financial Close Handbook. With me to discuss this is Jessica McAlpine. Jessica is a CPA and the the Group Product Director for the Financial Close and Consolidations Group at OneStream Software. Kelly Darren. Kelly is a Global Demand Director for the Financial Close Process at OneStream. And Ryan Connors. Ryan's a Senior Delivery Manager on the OneStream Partner Implementation Team. Welcome, guys. Thank Thank you, Peter. Thanks, Peter. So let's get into it. Tell me about the book. What is this book all about? Who wants to start? I'll kick it off since uh, I'm the one that roped these two into it. So, um, you know, a couple of years ago, we came out with transaction matching. So we had account reconciliations uh, live on the field for a little while at that point, a few years. But transaction matching was a new solution and not used by many CPM traditional users. It was big in the closed space, but not many people understood how to use transaction matching, et cetera. So when we launched transaction matching, we were getting a lot of questions on how to implement, how it's used, how the one stream dimensionality works with it, et cetera. You know, Ryan was getting a ton of questions with partners and how the best practice is to implement. And we kept seeing the same things over and over in terms of questions. So I kind of raised my hand and then said, oh, by the way, while I'm raising my hand, I'm going to bring Kelly and Ryan as well, because I think they have a lot of value to add. So I uh, I looped them in and I suckered them into writing it with me, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, from my perspective, I would say that I've been in the space for a really long time. And I often, when I'm demoing as a global domain lead, more detailed or complicated situations around close, I get a lot of questions around like, what are best practices? What should we be doing from an end user perspective? So my chapter is focused more around, you know, how the end user interacts with the system and what you would do and the best way to kind of leverage the most through automation of having a solution like that. And having a book that helps people, I I think really will just drive people to automate as much as possible. And I'm the lucky one. Uh, Jess and Kelly both had to write two chapters. I, I only had to write one. But my chapter is specifically on implementing uh, transaction matching uh, from an overall technical standpoint and setting up for best practices and how to expand the solution um, You know, as it, as it grows. We've seen that a lot, of, a lot of companies will start small with maybe one match set and then uh, grow it as time goes on. So who would benefit? from reading this book? And, and if I was a person out there and I was thinking about, about getting it, why, why should I buy it? To build on what Kelly just said, I will say anyone from an end user to an implementer, I think will really benefit from this. In terms of an implementer, you're going to get information on how to implement OneStream Financial Close, which contains both account reconciliations and transaction matching as a single downloaded solution on the marketplace. It's how to implement the two solutions as part of it, why the solutions are important to your closed process, 
how you can integrate your consolidations work with OneStream software and your actuals and use that actual information in account reconciliations. So, you know, setting up that implementation for both of them and then also how to administer it. We try to provide real life examples of when you would use certain functionality, when you would set up reconciliations in one way and when you would set it up in a different way and really give tangible examples to our users so they can understand when, why and how. When I think about how the users uh, would leverage or who would use this book, I really think it, it covers every type of user from our viewer, executive, all, all the personas, all the way down to the end user that has to prepare. And it's written in such a way, there's an introductory chapter that basically kind of talks you through like, what is this and why would you use a solution for both account recs and transaction matching? But from there, there's the implementer, there's the administrator, and then there's all the different functions all the way down to the preparer role that you can pick up this book and read it end to end if you wanted to, or as a user, if I'm an approver, I can go directly to that chapter. I can find that information. I can really read up on things that are important to me. So from a book perspective, I think it's really well laid out in regards to your end users. You, you really, we cover all the different personas, which gives you that flexibility to to either read the whole thing or just the pieces that you absolutely need. To Kelly's point, you know, my chapter was definitely geared way more towards a someone who's implementing the solution. Um, you know, understanding you're dealing with a lot of times in transaction matching millions of lines of data, like 30 plus million in one month, which we're not really accustomed to dealing with that much in a, a typical cube. Uh, and obviously this data doesn't live in the cube, but learning how to deal with that and how to present that much volume to the end user and to the customer is pretty tricky. And so a lot of my chapter is geared towards dealing with that type of volume and, and presenting how to present that much data uh, in a fashion where it's actually usable for the end users. So Jessica, you said something interesting. Um, it's account rec and transaction matching. That's, that's this closed tool. How, how else has this product evolved? And, you know, we're lucky we've got the product uh, team part of it here with us today to talk about this. What can you tell us about where the product's heading? What else can we look forward to with Close Manager? So I think the Close solution in general has come quite a far away, honestly, since I've been here in the past three years. We're really working to be a true market competitor in the Close space and a differentiator in a way that we already have that actual information in one string. You know, it is the power of the platform. We have one space to hold up that information. So why wouldn't you use it to prove out your balances in reconciliations or use transaction matching to support those reconciliation, those unresolved differences? You know, again, one source of the truth, one stream, the power of the platform has been really awesome. But what we've also done is we've really honed in on the closed space as a team and we're trying to move forward in a path that we are going to provide consistent releases for our customers. So you look at the platform and we have a quarterly release cycle for the platform. We've now moved to a quarterly release cycle as well for OneStream Financial Close Suite. So on a quarterly basis, just like the platform has you know, planned releases and a planned release schedule, we're going to have that for OneStream Financial Close because we realize the importance of the solution and really how many customers are asking to use this solution as part of their close process because it ties so closely with consolidation. So huge growth in that market. And Kelly, I'll let you expand on a little bit more if you have more insight. 
Yeah, when I think about where we have come from, because I joined OneStream in 2018, and it's an amazing how these solutions have evolved, starting first with the account reconciliation, where we're able to, because we are a platform, a single platform, we're able to take different pieces and stand solutions up very quickly. And so it's evolved from just being a you know, more of a basic account racks to really a, a super robust solution end-to-end workflow. Task Manager has grown on top of that as well, which allows for you to, to kind of monitor your tasks. But then you got transaction matching that helps us evolve into a more concise reconciliation process. And then when we stood the transaction matching up, which was amazing how fast they were able to create this from a product perspective, again, leveraging the platform overall, then we connected it in to reconciliation. So that it became a seamless transition of data back and forth, which, which was amazing in, in such a short time frame. And we see this overall evolving and adding more and more features to the existing solutions, but then looking out to what is the next solution that we need to do in order to have this a record to report end-to-end seamless process. Yeah, thanks for adding that, Kelly. That's a great point, too. So when we talk about One Street Financial Close, obviously this book has reconciliations and transaction matching because those are the two solutions that make up One Street Financial Close today or as we talk now. But there's definitely a future path to continue adding solutions to this suite of solutions, if you will. So it's a one single download, you know, a single source of truth for the close and for our close users. You know, I think from a transaction matching standpoint, it obviously, as we mentioned, connects with account reconciliations. I actually see it very often where customers are saying, well, can we do some of our intercompany matching? Can we bring in more detail, match off and see what's, you know, what is left open? And they bring in that type of detail and they don't even have to leave one stream to figure out and identify what's causing their out of balance for the current month, which has been very powerful for a lot of customers. And I know it's saving people a lot of time during the close process. Yeah, I think that's exciting, Ryan, when you talk about it that way too, is that although we see these together, they actually can be leveraged independently of each other and in other areas of the platform. So he mentioned, you know, transaction matching. We've talked about it with account racks, which is inside the close book, but also transaction matching for intercompany, which is more on the consolidation side. We've seen it used for people planning to be able to ensure that what we're budgeting for is actually what we end up um, adding headcount for. And so there's the fact that the single platform and these solutions are, are part of it is exciting. And in the fact that we can use it across multiple different processes, we're not just single threaded. Agreed. And a lot of the customers where I've actually set up the intercompany aspect of it for transaction matching, they don't, the end users don't even actually go into the solution. We just display reports that give them that information, which it's not like another learning tool for them. It's just reporting. We throw it on a pivot grid and they see all that information as they want, uh, which I think is pretty cool. They don't even have to go into the tool itself to get the data. Now, for our listeners out there, because I find this completely fascinating, and it may not be obvious from the titles during the introduction, but each one of these folks are coming at this from a unique perspective. Jessica works with product development. Kelly's spends most of her time with sales and Ryan, who I used to work with quite a bit in implementation, thinking about the whole life cycle of the software as it's developed, it's uh, offered as a solution to a client and then implemented. We really got kind of the whole life cycle here in front of us. So I think this is 
This is really a fascinating conversation. I'm, I'm really liking this. Let's talk about the platform too for a second. Um, we keep saying platform. You know, for me, like when we talk about what is a platform versus a software product, I mean, this whole solution is built using one stream. It's, it's not creating new software, right? Definitely. Any marketplace solution to that point, Peter, is built on the platform. So you're using existing componentry that already exists within OneStream and you're creating dashboards, business rules, et cetera. And by you, I mean our development team is utilizing that platform to easily build these solutions. And to Kelly's point, that's why we're able to deliver some of these solutions so quickly because it's built on a development style platform. And also what I really liked, and it was Kelly's idea, and I thought it was amazing, we were getting feedback on how the two solutions interact together in terms of setup at competitors. So tying the two, unifying the two solutions together, how do we unify transaction matching to Rex? Well, a lot of competitor solutions, the administration of that is fairly manual because what you have to do is every time a rec changes, you're going in the in the admin and setting up those changes. Again, the power of the platform, you hear dimensionality, we used it here in close. We said, okay, any reconciliation has this dimensionality. Let's make that transaction matching mirror that dimensionality. And automatically we understood how the two integrated. And we get into that in the book as well and how that setup works. But I really think that's a cool use of the platform and the core functionality that exists. Yeah, and when I think about the platform and we talk about the marketplace and solutions, it really is extending. It's extending your investment, which is so critical in, in this day and age, right? I, I don't want to spend more money. I don't want to have multiple footprints out there where I have to maintain that and it's, you know, different costs and my ROI is, is you know, high having the ability to extend the platform by taking these solutions which were built in the platform for the platform allows us to really optimize leverage and not have to duplicate efforts and footprint like i said an architecture across the organization it just it really to me is it's a no-brainer it, it's something that is amazing and one of the things that really kind of drew me to OneStream is the fact that we're always wanting to be best in class. Ryan, let's talk about implementing uh, off of a platform. When you come in and you, you're solving a client's solution, they've already implemented, let's say they've already imp implemented actuals, they've got a cash flow, um, maybe they've got some sort of rolling forecast. How does that impact your thoughts and design around implementing account reconciliations and, and transaction matching? Great question, Peter. So, you know, there are a few things um, when you do set up account reconciliation that you do need. Um, the data does need to be in year-to-date format uh, in the staging tables. So there are a few little nuances of having the data set up correctly. Now I say that there are plenty of times where people have loaded periodic and, and we have ways to get the correct year-to-date data load it into the staging tables and then hence into account reconciliation. But the great thing about all these marketplace solutions, uh, not just the account recs and transaction matching, is a lot of times you'll have a large volume of data that it's not actually going into the cube. So it's not impacting performance in the cube at all. So you bring in all this extra data and a big thing that we do is a lot of blend reporting. So right, we'll, we'll report 
from data that's in the cube and we'll blend it with data that more detailed data that's in stage or in transaction matching to provide more detail and increase the performance of the end user on a monthly close basis. So guys, let's talk about how clients are using the tool and what are the things they're really seeing value with? Yeah, Peter. So when we're looking at or talking to customers, especially those that are still in Excel today, everything they do is manual from the setup of the reconciliation to the validation of the balances to any of their support that they're doing. Every step seems to be a very manual process, which is time consuming. And they're spending so much time in the preparation that they're not really focusing on the area that's most important, which is the analysis side of the house. So with one stream being able to you know, automatically create the reconciliation for the end user. We can process the data to do as much automation as possible. We have auto reconciliation rules that will allow you to do a rules-based approach against your reconciliation. So if your sub-ledger matches your general ledger, we can auto reconcile that for you. Your amortizations roll forward, your schedules, and they match your GL balance, we can auto reconcile. So there's a set of auto reconciliation processes that you can turn on. And what's really great is because as we have financial intelligence, you can actually write your own auto reconciliation rules. So they're your own checks and balances against the data, which really kind of frees you up to focus on areas of concern and or high risk. And it removes all that noise and extra work that's being done during the close process, allows you to do this process earlier during close. So that way you're really kind of bubbling up any kind of risk in your financial reporting. Is there anything you want to add, Ryan? Or- so the automation, account reconciliations and transaction matching still utilize the workflow concept within OneStream. And so just like we can automate any load uh, into a cube, it's the exact same functionality. So that you don't have to learn anything new of kicking off these automation loads, uh, which I think is a, a big benefit uh, to people who are implementing as well as you know customers that already have the software and are looking to implement these marketplace solutions. So with so many people working on this book and we don't have the full team, there's two other folks, Mike Melander and Mike Queenie, who are part of the process here. Guys, what was it like writing a book with so many people and having to coordinate and divide up the work? Uh, What was that like? Well, for me, I thought it was great because we really worked well as a team in regards to, because we had different chapters that we were writing, I could pass my chapters back and forth between people to look at it. So it wasn't just me in a silo writing by myself. I actually would have the opportunity to read someone else's chapter to to ensure that I was being all inclusive in how I was writing. And I'll add a little more to that. I, I really, I mean, I loved it. And Peter, to to piggyback on what you said before, how we have the, the full life cycle of the product here. So it was nice because I could focus on administration because that's what I know working on the product. You know, I had written some of the instruction documentation previously, so I kind of knew the ins and outs in there. Kelly's really seeing what the end users want to see, understanding what the questions are being asked on the field, et cetera, so she could write easily to that end user experience. And then, you know, Mike and Mike, have implemented reconciliations a bunch and Ryan, you can talk to transaction matching, but he's seen so many different transaction matching implementations. He's the true expert in that. So, you know, that's why he was great to write that chapter. As I was personally writing my chapter, I did have the luxury of Jess and Kelly were a little bit further ahead of me. So it was actually very nice being able to, I was writing a section of my chapter, go refer to what they wrote in, in their piece 
and not try and duplicate any, uh, you know, any material. We wanted to make sure that each section was geared towards the correct person we were writing to. But I think we did a good job, as Kelly mentioned, passing our chapters back and forth and making sure we didn't duplicate uh, information. And I'm not going to lie, I have already used uh, the chapters. I've read some of the chapters that were mine and used them in practice when I've received questions from the field. I've also used some of your guys as well. <laughs> and what did you guys learn from this whole experience? Well, I can say I learned that I actually can write. I, I went into accounting, became a CPA because I was hoping I would just work with numbers. I didn't realize that there was so much writing in accounting. And I absolutely thought I disliked writing until I, you know, heads down, started writing this. And it, it was really fulfilling to kind of put pen to paper and, and read it back in a way and, and think to myself, like, I think someone's going to read this and really get some value out of it. I think, you know, write, this type of writing is a little bit different than what I was used to, you know, in school. It's definitely more of a technical writing, which I actually find easier. Uh, I think it's, you know, as you're writing about something that you're doing every single day uh, and people turn to you for recommendations, like you're considered the expert, I think it's a lot easier to write about. But it, I definitely enjoyed the experience. Uh, it was it was tough. Uh, I personally like went through a, a tough stretch as we were writing this. My Unfortunately, my father passed away. So it was pretty hard to write this. I had times where I couldn't really focus, but uh, overall it was a, a great experience. I'd say I learned how much you have your own writing style. One of my good friends actually is one of the editors of the book. Well, both of them, Sean Stalker and Jason Ruge. And Jason came up to me and he would know which chapters were mine based on, he said it read the way I speak, which is funny. And I didn't know I did that. Um, that would be one of the things I learned. But the other thing is, man, oh, man, the commitment. I remember when I told my husband, I was like, I get to do this. I was so excited and <laughs> proud of it. And he's like, huh, that sounds like that's going to be a lot of work. You really, that's what you're going to do, huh? And I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? Turns out he was right. But it was, it was so fulfilling and cool to say that we did this, to be honest. Yeah, writing a book is, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of strain professionally, emotionally. Um, but you guys did a great job and, and, uh, I could definitely hear all of your voices, uh, reading the book and, um, yeah, you guys did a great job. So in the book, there's some real client examples, uh, without giving names, you know, what's probably the most memorable story or experience you have, uh, from the book. I mean, I'll take this one because Kelly, you're going to know who I'm talking about. And if they listen to this, they'll know that I'm talking of them as well. We have one customer who partakes in our focus groups. So we do this quarterly releases. They are so vocal and so excited about OneStream. They presented about Splash. Um, they have implemented both transaction matching and Rex. They have done a ton of the automation that Kelly was talking about. They moved off a competitor and to hear them speak in our focus groups and to hear them present at Splash and how just excited they are and to be involved and how proud they are when they see their feature that they recommended get input in or their feedback from the focus group and it, it you know went into the solution that's what like that fills my cup up to just see the true excitement 
And for me, I, I do a lot of customer demos as well because they're already implemented in other areas, other processes, but they want to extend their investment. And so I'll go in and do more of a deep dive demo. And it's nice because a lot of the stories came from questions that they would ask me, like, how do you handle this particular account? Or what if I have um, cutoff issues in my transaction matching? How, how do I get the cutoff of my transactions. And so every time I would write a section, it reminded me of a customer that I had talked to who had asked me the question. And that that's why it became, it was actually easier to write as a result of that. I think, you know, as you're building this out, it takes some time to, to you know, to a little bit of time to implement transaction matching and account recs. And when you're done, it takes a few weeks. And when you get done and you present it to the end user and you hear that excitement in their voice of, you know, oh my gosh, they, this is going to save me so much time, or this process so much is, is so much better, or I have this custom aging report that I requested that you were able to build for me that I never could have got them out of my old system. Uh, things like that, that, you know, makes you feel like we've definitely uh, done a great job with the solutions and implementing it. So what do you think for each from each of you guys, when, you, when you're thinking about the book, as a reader, what's the one thing you hope the reader takes away uh, what's the one thing that's probably the you know for you the most important thing you hope they take away from the book my goal uh or my hope of, in reading uh this book was that an individual who's implementing the software could read my chapter from front to end put the book down and say okay i know exactly how to have now have a design session with the customer on transaction matching even though i've never implemented it before and kind of take the whole life cycle management of design to build to you know roll out and go live from my perspective what i hope that people will get out of this is that it's a lot less daunting when whenever you tell somebody that they're going to take a significant process that takes them days to do manually and put it into or recreate it into a solution that becomes very intimidating and I'm, I hope that people will read this book and realize that it really is very straightforward and the value and the gains you get out of it are so significant. Um, that's what I hope they take away. And I think for me, my goal is that they can read this and it's really tangible to them. I want, I'm hoping that the readers can read this and think, okay, I now see when I would set up this setting in this way. And this is why they developed this part of the solution. So to better have context, to make the solutions, I always say more digestible to the users and, and the implementers and why we do certain things and and examples of when and how to use things, um, that, that would be my main goal. So the three of you guys, how often do you talk day to day? How, how often do you interact over this product? Ryan, what do you think? I talk to both Kelly and Jess multiple times a week, if not daily. Um, I've multiple times I have brought Kelly into some uh, conversations with partners when they're trying to implement. I am, I would say, relatively newer to the transaction matching or space compared to Kelly. Uh, so I, I used to lean on her quite a bit and probably still do uh, for some of the business aspect of, you know, why customers are trying to do certain things within the solution. But we, you know, we, the three of us have a great relationship. We are constantly talking together, whether it's, uh, you know, on chat, bouncing ideas off each other. And I think that collaboratively helps make the solution grow. And it's made, I think, 
added a lot of value to the software already over the short year and a half we've been working so closely together. And I think from my perspective, obviously, I would ditto exactly what Ryan said. We we talk regularly, um, but I like for people to understand that the one thing that, that this team doesn't have is an ego. And we understand that from a product perspective, to get the best, it takes a village. It's not just one person that can bring it to the forefront. It takes everybody allowing that input together in order to kind of really make this the best in class. Yeah, and I'll, I'll keep going off that too. To Kelly's point, I always say I wouldn't be where I'm in my career if it weren't for the team. You know, if I didn't work with Kelly, if I didn't work with Ryan, if I didn't work with Jason Ruge and listen to all of those, that input, like it, it's all, it's everyone's product. It's the customer's product, but it is the the lack of ego and just wanting to work together for what's best for the company and the friendships that we've made because of that, because we all just want what's best for each other and what's best for the company has been so fun. And also it's just really cool. You know, Kelly can come to product and say, this is what we're seeing from pre-sales and we're losing sales deals because of X, Y, and Z. And what about this feature? And, you know, she'll help push the product roadmap. And then Ryan will come in and that intercompany example he gave, he showed this report he made. And I used to do intercompany matching. And he showed me this report he made on top of transaction matching. And I was like, oh my gosh, I made this in Excel. This should be part of the product, you know? So he's, it, while it's not in there yet, he's pushing ideas and he's pushing the boundaries. And it's just so cool how, how well we work together and just getting ideas from them. And I, I really, I love being on this team, to be honest. And that's not I, a corny plug. <laughs> that's <agreed. serious. laughs> well, and I, I will laugh because I thought Jess was going to say this, but people have asked all three of us, oh, so you guys worked together previously. We all met at OneStream. We didn't have previous relationships. OneStream brought us together. And, and really, our, our friendships and relationships have grown from the sheer fact that we all have a common goal, which is to make uh, one stream the best it can be. Agreed. Kelly Kelly and I were in the same training class. That was the first time we met. <laughs> Guys, that's great information. Thank you so much for bringing your expertise to the podcast today. And thank you, fellow one streamers, for joining us. Remember, if you like this content, please subscribe. I look forward to bringing you another exciting podcast. And until then, take care, and I'll see you next time on the One Stream Podcast. The OneStream Podcast is brought to you by the OneStream Global Education Services Team.